Hear the good news. God's word declares that the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their prayer. In the mercy of Almighty God, his son Jesus was given to die for you and to remove the guilt of your sin. For Christ's sake, God forgives you all your sins, and he gives you his righteousness, making you righteous in his sight. His mercy endures forever because his love for you is steadfast. Let us pray. Gracious Lord, as we continue our Lenten pilgrimage, we do so in view of your mercy. Although we have betrayed you with our sin, you continue to show your mercy to us. Strengthen us by the Holy Spirit so that we might live by your grace and follow you in faithfulness. We pray through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. Our Old Testament reading comes from Jonah chapter 3. Then the word of the Lord came to Jonah the second time, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and call out against it the message that I tell you. So Jonah arose, and he went to Nineveh, according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was exceedingly great city, three days' journey in breadth. Jonah began to go into the city, going a day's journey. And he called out, Yet forty days, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. And the people of Nineveh believed God. They called for a fast and put on sackcloth from the greatest of them to the least of them. The word reached the king of Nineveh, and he arose from his throne, removed his robe, covered himself with sackcloth, 
and sat in ashes. And he issued a proclamation and published through Nineveh by the decree of the king and his nobles that neither man nor beast, herd nor flock, taste anything. Let them not feed or drink water, but let man and beast be covered with sackcloth and let them call out mightily to God. Let everyone turn from his evil way and from the violence that is in his hands. Who knows? God may turn and relent and turn from his fierce anger so that we may not perish. And when God saw what they did, how they turned from their evil way, God relented of the disaster that he had said he would do to them, and he did not do it. This is the word of our Lord. Our epistle reading comes from 1 Peter chapter 3, 9 through 12. Do not repay evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, bless, for to this you are called, that you may obtain a blessing. For whoever desires to love life and see good days, let him keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. This is the word of our Lord. Would you please rise for the reading of the Holy Gospel? Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 26th chapter. While he was still speaking, Judas came, one of the twelve, and with him a great crowd with swords and clubs from the chief priests and the elders of the people. Now the betrayer had given them a sign, saying, The one I will kiss is the man, seize him. And he came up to Jesus at once and said, Greetings, Rabbi. And he kissed him. Jesus said to him, Friend, Do what you came to do. Then they came up and laid hands on Jesus and seized him. This is the gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. Let us sing how deep the Father's love for us. Read the 
Grace, peace, and mercy from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Again, our theme is today is mercy in betrayal. And our sermon text is the gospel lesson from Matthew 26, verses 47 to 50, which we just read. He was a hero, a hero of the American Revolution. As, as a general at the Battle of Saratoga in 1777, he led soldiers to a gallant victory over the British. He proved his mettle with valiant courage. George Washington even recognized him as the bravest of the brave. But by 1780, he was disillusioned with the American cause. In fact, he arranged to sell secret military plans to the enemy for 20,000 British pounds. In so doing, he defected to the enemy. He fled the United States and moved to England, serving the British he betrayed the country that he had previously defended. The man's name has gone down in history as America's greatest traitor. And you all probably know his name, Benedict Arnold. He betrayed his country for 20,000 pounds of silver. To Americans, Benedict Arnold's name is associated with shame. Another name has gone down in history as the world's greatest traitor, he betrayed his rabbi at a price of 30 pieces of silver. He betrayed his Lord. He betrayed his God. And his name was Judas. Today, we look at Judas's betrayal, and we view not only his betrayal, the betrayal of Jesus, but also yours and mine as well. We do so, nevertheless, in view of Christ's mercy. Our text from Matthew 26 describes the scene. Jesus is in the Garden of Gethsemane on Thursday night of the Passover. He has been praying to God for strength as he faces his destiny. Verse 47 of our text says, Judas came, one of the twelve, and with a great crowd, with swords and clubs, from the chief priests and the elders of the people. Very important that we don't miss what's in this verse. It says that Judas was one of the 12. He was one of the 12 disciples whom Jesus had handpicked to be his companion. Judas has, had followed Jesus. He had listened to his words, and he has witnessed his miracles. Judas was a trusted confidant in the company of Jesus. 
Yet, eventually, Judas turns against Christ. He collaborates with Jesus' enemies, those who wish to discredit him, those who wish to destroy the Lord. They needed an informant, an insider, who would arrange for them to arrest Jesus. And the price for the deal? 30 silver coins. The conventional price of a slave. Judas would sell his master as a slave. On that dark Thursday night, Judas led a crowd carrying weapons to arrest Jesus. And moreover, Jesus or Judas had provided an insidious signal to identify the target for the arrest. It would simply be, be done by a kiss. Matthew continues his report of what happened. He says, Now the betrayer had given them a sign, saying, The one I will kiss is the man. Seize him. And he came up to Jesus at once and said, Greetings, Rabbi. And he kissed him. Amazing, isn't it? Judas used a symbol of love, of friendship, of acceptance to betray his master. Judas used a kiss to condemn his Lord. Judas's treachery was manifested in a gesture intended to express love. He betrayed Jesus with a simple kiss. I imagine for Jesus at that moment, it had to be painful to receive that kiss. How shameful it was for Judas to sell out his Lord, his rabbi, and to use a kiss. Benedict Arnold's price for betrayal was 20,000 British pounds. Judas's betrayal was 30 pieces of silver. The question facing you and me today, however, is what is our price to betray the Lord? Maybe your price for betrayal is simply the price of greed. Your love, your love for money and material wealth are greater than your love for God. Your time and your energy are consumed more with making money than with loving God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. Maybe your price of betrayal is the price of ambition, the quest to climb to the top of your career, trumps serving God in all humility. You press toward your own selfish will over and against the will of God. Perhaps your price of betrayal is the price of acceptance by the world. You are motivated to please people more than to please God. You want to impress the powerful and the popular in society at the expense of your confession of Christ. You don't want to be ridiculed as a Christian. So you deny Jesus by your silence, by your submission to the world. Perhaps, maybe, your price of betrayal is a price of retaliation. You refuse to swallow your pride in order to forgive someone who has wronged you. Instead, you seek after revenge, and you retaliate, retaliate to hurt back. You betray the Lord who calls you to forgive. You see, Judas isn't the only one who has betrayed our Lord. You and I, who, like Judas, call ourselves disciples of Jesus, also portray Jesus. Every time you and I live in ways that are contrary to the word of God and embrace behavior that is contrary to the will of God, we portray God. 
in our sinful rebellion, we who bear the name of Christ bring shame to that very name. We are traitors too. The singer Marco Card has wrote a song with lyrics that I think hit close to home for us. Let me read. This is the second stanza of his song entitled Traitor's Look. Judas, don't you come too close. I feel that I might see the traitorous look upon your face might look too much like me. Because just like you, I've sold the Lord and often for much less. And like a wretched traitor, I betrayed him with a kiss. Yet, Jesus shows mercy to traitors like us. The gospel accounts are clear that Jesus knew beforehand what Judas was going to do, that he would betray him. In fact, Jesus even announced his awareness of this betrayal hours before it even happened. Yet at the Last Supper, do you remember what Jesus did? He extended gestures of friendship and honor to Judas in the seating placement and in the sharing of bread. And even after being kissed in Gethsemane and after receiving the assault of betrayal, Jesus addressed Judas as friend. That's in verse 50 of our text. Christ's mercy was always available to Judas, even while Judas carried out his horrendous deeds. The price that Judas paid for betrayal of Jesus was 30 pieces of silver. That was the price, as I said earlier, of a slave. In one sense, the price was actually appropriate. Because Jesus willingly offered himself as a servant. He was prophesied by Isaiah to be the servant of the Lord, the suffering servant. Jesus himself claimed that his purpose was to be a servant. When he said this in Mark chapter 10, verse 45, he said, The Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. The Apostle Paul writes that Jesus, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking on the form of a servant. Philippians chapter 2, verses 6 to 7. Jesus was willingly sold as a slave by the betrayal price of how many pieces of silver? Thirty. And he did that in order to purchase for you and me and purchase us from the very slavery of sin. He was betrayed at the hands of a sinful man and many others to demonstrate conclusively that God will never desert or portray us sinners. That's the good news. The price of betrayal was 30 coins, but the price of our salvation was the blood of Jesus. He gave his life for, as a ransom for many, including every single one of you here and every one of you watching or listening online. He gave his life as a ransom for us. So today we can't contemplate, can't speak, contemplate, can't even speak. So today we think about our betrayal. Yeah. Would you love it? Oh, Christ. 
but we do so in view of God's mercy. Jesus was portrayed in death in order to ransom you and me from our death. To you and me, traitors all. Christ offers the bread at the table as a gesture of love and as an invitation of forgiveness. To you and me, traitors all, Christ offers us his blood, again, shed on the cross for the remission of our sins. And to you and me, traitors all, Christ offers himself to death in order to purchase each and every one of us from the slavery of sin. In this penitential season of Lent, we come to him with deep contrition of our betrayal of him. Yet, we also keep the cross in sight. We repent in view of God's mercy. And because of the sacrifice of the servant on the cross, you and I receive God's mercy, despite being traitors all. Amen. Would you rise for prayer? Almighty and merciful God, we approach your throne of grace today as those who betray you by our disobedience to your will. We are tempted to betray you at the price of greed. Point us to the cross where we see the price of grace. When we are tempted to betray you at the price of ambition, point us to the cross where we see the price of absolution. Lord, have mercy. When we are tempted to betray you at the price of acceptance by the world, point us to the cross where we see our adoption through the word. When we are tempted to betray you at the price of retaliation, point us to the cross where we see the price of redemption. We praise you that your faithfulness to us is great and your mercies are new to us every morning. In view of your mercy, lead us by your spirit so that we will say no to traitorous sin and yes to faith-filled righteousness. Lead us away from temptation and deliver us from evil. All these things we pray in the name of Jesus, who suffered in our stead the penalty of betrayal. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. May the merciful God, who is faithful to forgive the treachery of traitors, empower you to live according to his good and gracious will. Through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever. Be seen just as I am, without one plea.
be seated. Do we have any announcements tonight? No announcements. Hey. So tonight was a good old Lenten service. Yeah. Sermon about seven-eighths of it about sin and our betrayal of God and kind of maybe left us in the doldrum. You got this much peace, maybe, hope. Makes it a good Lenten sermon, right? But walk out of here knowing that even though every single one of us is a betrayal, remember that Jesus died for you and me. Remember that he forgives you and me every day of our lives because all of us probably even sin in our sleep. And Jesus is there to give you the blessing of his grace, his love, and his forgiveness. So when you betray him, stop and remember, he says, I love you. I forgive you. And say amen. Acknowledge that forgiveness. Let's go in peace and share God's word.